You're listening to the Employment Rights Online podcast, where we discuss everything employment rights and the job. Hi there. This week's podcast is an interesting one because it poses a question that is often asked when people are thinking about bringing cases to tribunal. Sometimes it can be hard for workers to believe that their colleagues would make up reasons to get them dismissed or that their colleagues would embellish simple mistakes that have happened at work just to build up an opportunity to push you out of the door. And when this question is asked, we have to say, yes, it happens. And when you work in a toxic workplace, this is standard behaviour and just another one of those toxic experiences that workers have to deal with. And by way of illustrating the point, one case comes to mind, which was that of an employee. Let's call him Steve. Steve had been working for his company for just over two years and although Steve liked his job, when a new manager started, and we all know what that's like, Steve noticed a change in his relationship and there was suddenly a chill in the workplace atmosphere which made Steve feel that perhaps his new manager didn't like him. Steve's response to this was to accept that perhaps he needed to try harder to impress his new manager and to show that he held no hostility towards Jake, which is the name of his manager. So Steve tried being extra clear on his explanations and he made sure his reports were always on time and that he met all his performance targets, sort of like delivering what was expected of him but also over-delivering as a way to show that he had no hard feelings and just wanted to impress with his work. But despite Steve's efforts, sadly, things between him and Jake didn't seem to improve and their working relationship got worse only months into Jake joining the company. Steve felt like he was being picked on, and those were his words, and that he felt that deliberate fault was being found with his work all of a sudden, and that when he tried to speak to Jake about this, he was dismissed and made to feel small and stupid. This went on for several more months, and Steve said he got to a point where he felt that he wanted to speak to senior management about the way he was being treated, sort of like asking another person to mediate between himself and Jake. Again, Steve's words. What Steve didn't realise, however, is that in one of his reports, he had made a mistake with his forecasts. And that honest mistake had thrown out Steve's figures for about two weeks, Steve told us. Steve said he noticed the error and corrected his forecasts by the third week. And he never thought anything of it. But then... 
Steve found out that Jake had spoken to senior management in the business and had embellished the mistake, actually making the mistake look bigger than it was and accusing Steve of costing the company thousands of pounds and describing the mistake as a fatal error. Now, remember, Steve admitted the mistake and found the mistake himself and corrected the mistake and all the reports that depended on that mistake. But Jake also found the mistake but said nothing to Steve about the mistake and instead made the mistake out to be something much more than it was. And the next thing Steve knew, he was facing a disciplinary hearing for gross misconduct. Now, remember... Gross misconduct is defined as behaviour in the workplace on the part of the employee that is sufficiently serious to justify the employer being able to instantly dismiss the employee without notice or to allow the employer to choose the sanction of dismissal at a disciplinary hearing. So in short, Steve was suddenly facing dismissal from his job. Steve told us that he was sent home on the same day as he was told about the disciplinary hearing and was told to attend the disciplinary hearing the following day or he would face the sack. Steve asked why he was not being given time to understand what he had done wrong and time to put his mistake right. And he also asked why he wasn't being given anything in writing about his disciplinary. Steve also asked why he wasn't being given time to prepare for the disciplinary hearing. But all his questions were met with stonewalling and the response Steve said that he received from Tom, the senior manager, were the same as the responses he got from Jake. Show up to your disciplinary hearing tomorrow where you'll have the opportunity to ask all the questions you want. Don't show up and you're going to be sacked. Those were the choices that Steve had. So naturally Steve was extremely distressed about this sudden turn of events and he said he felt scared about what might happen. Steve didn't want to lose his job, so he felt he had to turn up at the hearing and defend himself. Well, you can guess what happened next. Steve went to the hearing the following morning and was dismissed for gross misconduct. He was given a right of appeal, which he exercised. And at his appeal hearing, which took place about a week later... The dismissal was upheld because although there was a difference of opinion between Steve and Jake about the impact of the mistake Steve had made in his reports, Steve was dismissed because he admitted making the mistake and that was enough to get him dismissed. Steve told us he was devastated by the dismissal but felt that the way he had been treated was wrong. So we had a conversation and Steve filed a claim in the Employment Tribunal for unfair dismissal. Remember, Steve had worked for the company for over two years and therefore he had his full employment rights to bring that claim of unfair dismissal to the tribunal. So long story short, Steve went on to win his case in the tribunal. So why are we talking about this? Well, the reason we are mentioning this case is sort of as a reminder, really. 
We want to remind you that you may not be able to impact the way your employer wants to treat you, even in the procedures and the actual process of a disciplinary hearing. But if your employer decides not to follow statutory procedures during the disciplinary process or the disciplinary hearing, an employment tribunal can take action against your employer by using what is called the ACAS uplift to sanction your employer for poor behaviour. And this is what happened in Steve's case. After hearing Steve's case, the tribunal were not impressed with the employer's behaviour and used the deadly word egregious in its decision. Now, once as an employer you hear this word used by the tribunal, it means that the tribunal believed that the conduct of the employer was such that the employer was intentionally committing acts of omission that involved knowingly violating the law. Or in other words, the employer was behaving in such a way despite knowing that its actions were obviously wrong beyond what any reasonable person would expect. And the actions that were wrong or egregious in Steve's case were the actions like the violation of Steve's right to a minimum four-step disciplinary procedure during the disciplinary process. The four steps being step one, a letter from the employer setting out the issues. Step two, a meeting to discuss the issues where Steve should have been given a minimum of five days notice and informed that he had the right to be accompanied at the meeting. Step three, Steve should have received a disciplinary decision from his employer. And step four, Steve should have been given a right to appeal. Now, some of those things happened, but not all of them happened. So as we said, Steve won his tribunal. And because of his employer's actions in breaching Steve's employment rights, Steve received compensation from the tribunal made up of a basic award which compensates Steve for the loss of his job security and then a compensatory award which compensates Steve for the loss of benefits he was earning from the company and his loss of earnings which the tribunal can project into the future when thinking about how long it will take Steve to get another job at relatively the same level. And those earnings were projected six months into the future in the tribunal's decision. Remember here, though, that the employer could challenge Steve's compensatory award by challenging Steve to show how he had been mitigating his losses How are you lowering the losses the employer has to pay for by looking for work? And we spoke about this in our ghost job series. So once the tribunal had worked out Steve's total compensation, taking into account the projection into the future of his loss of earnings, plus a slight deduction for mitigation of loss, The tribunal then went back to their concern about the egregious nature of the employer's behaviour 
and they then uplifted or increased Steve's compensatory award by 25%, which is the maximum uplift that a tribunal can award against a bad employer. So what that meant was that whatever compensation Steve received, and we didn't ask, Steve's compensation was increased by 25% because of how badly his employer had treated him. And that 25% can add a significant amount to your compensation. But a tribunal can award between 5% and 25% in its decision if it believes the employer has behaved in a bad way and the egregious 25% uplift is usually reserved for those employers that have behaved particularly badly. So the message from this week's episode is that even if your employer treats you badly and you're dismissed from your job, there is a course of action you can take to at least explore what your options are about bringing a case to tribunal and explaining to the tribunal how badly you have been treated. You may just be pleasantly surprised about the views the tribunal will have about how you should be compensated if your employer has behaved particularly badly towards you. In our view, nothing ventured, nothing gained. So if you find yourself in this position, then if your claim is within time, that's three months minus one day from the date of the dismissal, if you are within time and your employer has behaved particularly badly towards you, then consider submitting an employment tribunal claim to have a tribunal look at the way that your employer has treated you. And that's it for this week. Remember, you can find all our support links at the bottom of the show notes for this episode. And if you would like to book a consultation with us to look at bullying or abuse, which you may be suffering at work or any other employment rights concern you may have, you can email us at employmentrightsonline at gmail.com. Alternatively, you can go directly to our consultations page using the consultations link, which is also in the show notes. Finally, remember to hit that share button so that we can grow the podcast and help more people. Until next week, have the best employment rights week that you can. Bye for now.